Hey everyone, welcome back to Newsies Minute. The podcast where we analyze the 1992 Disney movie musical Newsies one minute at a time. I'm your co-host Aaron. I'm your co-host James. And we're at minute 52. And this one begins with Crutchy maniacally flinging papes about and goes through Jack and David approaching the gate to the refuge. So my favorite, I don't know if there is a wizard picture, but a wizard picture I would have saved to my desktop for frequent use and viewing is Crutchy maniacally ripping the paper. I'm sure that exists. I, you might have to dig deep, but... I, I, if, if you are listening to this and can find it, I possibly already have found it because it's been several weeks, but... Sure. I would love it because I love it so much. It is such, like, craziness in his, in his like, it's, cra- like, crazy eyes. Yes, it makes me a little uncomfortable. It reminds me of a kid who's so sugared up on Halloween yeah. that yes. you can see the crash coming. right. Because he is just wild. Right. And one of my notes is actually, why didn't Crutchy scram with everyone else? And is it because he was just so into it that he didn't realize everybody else was leaving? He was caught up in the moment. Absolutely. Because how did he not realize that everybody else had already left? Yeah, because he, yeah. I have, my first two notes are Crutchy, big smiley face. My second note is Crutchy, frowny face. Because right after this. It's literally like someone playing happily on a train track, and you'd be like, oh, that's cute. Bam. Oh, wait, no. Final destination. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I almost wish that they had shown us Crutchy maniacally ripping up papers a few shots yes. sooner. Yes. Because it's just, like, it makes <laughs> it look like he didn't start right? until everybody else was on the way out. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I wish that we had seen Crutchy when they were doing the shots of everybody else gleefully destroying property. Right. Um, I have a deep thought about this. Mm-hmm. I said, I know it's weird to call your own thoughts deep thoughts, but this is this is a this is going to be a deep one. I said, okay. I feel like there's something here about privilege or the people who get caught in the wheels of progress. Okay. Crutchy is the sacrifice that they're willing to make, but then he also becomes the martyr for the cause. Like, they could have gone back and helped Crutchy make progress towards getting out. Yeah. But then they would have gotten caught, and then the the strike might have might have stopped. Yeah. So they had to leave him behind to get taken by the Delanceys. Do you think they thought that far ahead? I feel like Jack at one point was like, or like racetrack. It was, it was racetrack. It was racetrack. Yeah, Jack was long gone. Yeah. My notes are, Denton sees the future. Because yeah. <laughs> we see Crutchy, and then we see Denton. And then we see Crutchy again, I think. Yeah. And De- the look on Denton's face is, oh, shit. And I think he has a moment where he, may- this may just be my love of Denton putting no. too much into it, but I think he has a moment where he's like, as a reporter, I cannot get involved. Right. However, this kid is going to get the crap beat out of him and he's going to get sent to jail if yeah. I don't get involved. Yeah. Where is my loyalty to the story or is my loyalty to... The people. And I think he chooses poorly right. from a moral standpoint. Right. But, and then ra- and my, my next note is racetrack's paying attention. Right. Because nobody else seems to notice that Crutchy's being left behind and racetrack turns around and says, Crutchy, come on. Right. Or something. Right. And I. But like racetrack could have gone back and gotten him. Racetrack could have gone back and gotten him. But, but, but I don't think, do you think that when, when I asked before, do you think that they made the conscious choice? What I meant was, do you think that they thought to themselves, I am going to sacrifice Crutchy, 
Or do you think they just thought, I got to get out of here. Crutchy, you also got to get out of here. Come on. Right. I think, I don't think that it was a conscious choice. I think though that, that like Jack wouldn't have left Crutchy behind if he didn't feel like it was necessary for him to get away. True. I feel like it wasn't like Jack was like, hey, you know what I'm going to do? Make a, make a, you know, this is for the cause. You know, sorry, Crutchy, I got to go. But I feel like, like they er, that everyone. I think there was an el- there was certainly an element of cheese it. It's the bulls. Sure. Like everyone get out. But I think that I think that they had enough of a friendship and a cognizance of Crutchy that under normal circumstances someone would have gone back to to help Crutchy out. I also do think though that Jack's first and foremost cause is Jack. Yes. 100%. And the stakes of him going to the refuge are higher. Right. Because he is already in trouble for having escaped it once. Right. So if he goes back to jail, his life will be made miserable by Warden Snyder. Absolutely. So I think that I don't think that I cannot see any world where Jack at this point in the movie would be willing to sacrifice himself right. to keep Crutchy from going to jail. Or right. to attempt to keep Crutchy, because I think he also knew, he would have known that he's not going to be able to get Crutchy out in time. And maybe, So it's either Crutchy goes or they both go. Right. I think, right. I think there's that. And I think, because just, just now I was thinking about one for all and all for one. Yeah. And how abandoning one person is sort of like counter to that, yeah. perhaps. But maybe it's more of a, we. this is not the battleground for it. We'll get Crutchy out later, which yeah. we know for a fact is is what they think given the rest of this week. Yeah. But um, I had another question. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't the cops stop the Delanceys from taking Crutchy away? Maybe the Delanceys are working with the cops? Maybe. I said, yeah. My two theories are because they're being paid off or because they don't care about a kid. Like, is it like, a, oh, they this this these two businessmen who work at this business... Vigilante justice are gonna take care of this other person who works for this business. Yeah, we're not going to get involved. Like it feels like a corrupt cop thing. Like yeah. it feels like they were fine riding their horses in, but they didn't. To do be fair, anything. though, we also don't know that they didn't. That one of them didn't get down off his horse and chase after the Delanceys and stop them from beating Crutchy up well, once they had started. I mean. He waited until the Delanceys had taken Crutchy around the corner before he was like, hey, you know what? Well, sure. You know what, Williams? I think I I do believe I'm going to chase them. You know what? Maybe he had a hard time getting his boots out of the stirrup. (laughs) He's following Kenny Ortega's direction, which was we need to get a shot of Crutchy being dragged around the corner. But yeah. Maybe he jumped down from his horse and immediately slipped on some ripped up newspaper and just bit it and had to get up. <laughs> they don't train us for this. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of reasons <laughs> why the cop might have eventually caught up but did not immediately catch up. Well, it's so funny that you brought that up because I, and the next thing I want to talk about is uh, how police training changed from uh, 1895 to 1905. Okay. I'm just joking. That's not... That's oh. Not- <laughs> I mean, you told me about phones <laughs> yesterday, so... What I'd actually like to tell you about is the New York House of Refuge. Oh, okay. Which is an actual place with oh, that really? actual name. Oh. Uh, I was like, that is some lazy writing, Disney Newsies writers. The House of Refuge? Like, you're not even going to give it, like, a name? But that's really what it was called. It's literally the New York House of Refuge. Uh, it was the first juvenile reformatory in the U.S. It opened in 1824 on the Bowery. Wow. 
Uh, then it got destroyed by a fire in 1839. Whoops. So they moved it to 23rd Street, which okay. I didn't look up where that is in relation to the Bowery. Because then in 1854, it moved to Randall's Island. Okay. Which is, if you go up to Harlem. Sure. And then take a right. Okay. And then cross the Harlem River, you're on Randall's and Ward's Island, which had a bunch of stuff on it, one of which was the New York House of Refuge. Interesting. Um, The weird thing is, and I actually gave myself a headache looking for this, because it is really hard to find something... uh, like back then, if no one on Wikipedia has decided to write it. Yep. So the first thing, there was a um, a bridge, a, a drawbridge, which crossed the Harlem River onto Randall's Island. Okay. That got destroyed in like a storm or a like a, a hurricane or something in 1821. All right. Then the Triborough Bridge, or uh, which would later become known as the RFK Bridge, was built in 1936. I don't know how they got to... So first of all, probably the New York House of Refuge in Newsies is not on Randall's Island. Probably. Because second, I don't know... Like, there's no pedestrian way to get to Randall's Island in 1899. There's maybe a ferry. Maybe they took a boat over or something. But like, what I... So what I started to think was, maybe this takes place in an alternate universe where the one in the Bowery didn't burn down. Probably. And I'm willing to bet they didn't do that much research to know that it did burn down and was moved to an island that you could only get to by boat. Because Jack and David probably aren't going to spend the money for a ferry. Right. I mean, maybe they are. I don't know. Jack I, seemed like he really wanted to get Crutchy out. But. I tried to see if there was a way to get there from like the Bronx or Brooklyn or something. But like, it. I mean, it's an island. So yeah. like, if there's no bridge over... Yeah. So, I mean, like, I don't believe that the, that they didn't do enough research. I think that they were sort of like, yeah, 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 but we're not going to worry about that. But in my- Nobody cares, Brenda. <laughs> Hello, my name is Brenda, and I care. Um, so, uh, I, I, have, I do have a new headcanon that the fire that originally in our timeline burned down the New York House of Refuge mm-hmm. in the Bowery uh, didn't happen... And that's why the trolley workers strike in the world of Disney's movie musical oh. Newsies uh, took place four years later. Interesting. So, yeah. The- I love that. <laughs> no, like, I seriously love that. Like, this is just an alternate history. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love it so much. <laughs> uh, and that's so- also why Jack is the one in charge of this strike and not Kid Blink. Exactly right. Jack was killed in the fire at <gasps> the New York House of Refuge. <gasps> Holy shit. Well, he would have been too old. He would that was seventy years before yeah. this. But but Jack's grandfather was killed. Jack's grandfather was killed in the New York House of Refuge, and that's why Jack never existed. But in this he did because his grandfather wasn't killed. Well no, I mean Jack might have existed. Right. His grandfather was killed after having impregnated his grandmother. But <laughs> as a teen? I mean, I guess 1820s. It was 1824. <laughs> he was practically middle-aged at that fair, point. Fair point. They'd fair been point. married for almost a decade. Fair point. But yeah. And then, and so in our timeline, Jack Kelly grew up to be a soap maker. Uh-huh. Kelly soap. Yeah. And which actually, my so my in-laws in their guest bathroom upstairs have like these old antique prints and there's one that is for soap and it might be called Kelly's Soap. I will have to check the next time we're Kelly's over there. Kelly's Soap based in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Oh my <gasps> goodness. But yeah, I mean, you yeah. know, if his grandfather died in the fire after having impregnated his grandmother, then he could have been born and just not been a newsie. There you go. 
It all makes sense. Everything adds up. Which is why Kid Blink is the one who actually... He had to step up. Yeah. Yeah. So it says throughout its 111-year history, the reformatory was privately funded, receiving only guidance, supervision, and additional funding from state agencies. Which means that also in this alternate timeline in which Newsies takes place, uh, well, let's face it, the real one was probably super, super duper corrupt. But sure. Warden Snyder never took it over, and so it never got shut down by Teddy Roosevelt. It... Got, or at least Warden Snyder never went to jail for being a super corrupt dude. Well, um, but we're not there yet. Spoilers. I'm talking about the real history. Things oh. that didn't happen. Right. <laughs> By spoiling the movie for everyone who hasn't seen it. Um, You can cut that. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, it says, No, no. Please. Are you... T- how many times have we... <laughs> how many things have we been like, okay, let's talk about this scene that we're going to get to in 36 episodes? <laughs> uh, it says the, the House of Refuge closed on May 11th, 1935, which is actually really interesting because that means that... Uh, the entire time it was on Randall's Island, this makes sense actually. There was no pedestrian way to get to the New York it's like House of Alcatraz. Refuge. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's so. fascinating. Yeah, and like there was not, a not the least of which because of your alternate universe. <laughs> yeah, but like if it was the Bowery, the Bowery's just like a little over there from yeah. Newsy Square, as opposed to Randall's Island, where it's like all the way up to where Crutchy went. <laughs> Yeah. Actually, Crouchy went to the Bronx, which is even further north than Rainbow's yeah. Island. But anyways. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting to find, first of all, just to find out that it was an actual place. Yeah. And there's lots of, like, there's there's been, like, people wrote books, like, while there. Like, there was a book called, like, um, The Life of a Haunted Prison, like, a Haunted Prisoner. He Haunted by, like, his own past. Sure, like, sure. Like, um, that, he, that this guy wrote while... At the New York House of Refuge. Like, yeah. So there's all these like old books that were written. I kind of want to read that. The Wikipedia article at all was fairly interesting. I mean, the book's probably not very good. It's probably not very good. But, but I kind of still want to read it. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. That's all That's all I have. But, uh, and we only just, bear, like you mentioned, like they pull up to the House of Refuge and then that's it. Yeah. So I do have one more note. David yeah. does his fake accent again. Does which he? Which is weird. Because it's just him and Jack. Who's he trying to impress? He asks, how can be? How can you be sure they sent Crutchy here? Right. Sure. How can you be sure they sent Crutchy here? I think he says, sure. How can you be sure they sent Crutchy here? Still, he didn't say sure. Sure. Right. It's just weird. Yeah. It's a, it's like, it begins to be like less of a character choice than just David Moscow trying something. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. I mean, is it possible that David always had that accent and then just never said anything that didn't make him sound like a professor until he met Spot? It's possible. It's also possible that much like when I visit my cousins in South Carolina and come back with just a touch of the Southern. Right. It's possible that he just spent enough time on set with everybody else. that he oh, on set. David Moscow. Yeah, that, that he did it without realizing he was doing it. I thought you were saying David... Jacobs no, no. spent enough time with Jack that he started picking up accent. I mean that too, maybe, but no, I was specifically talking about David Moscow. I like I do like to think of Mayor Jacobs, Meyer Jacobs. Meyer, yeah. Um, like being like a hard ass about like pronunciation. Uh-huh. <laughs> How do you know they're here? Here, David. We say here. <laughs> <laughs> Poor oh. Les. Les is gonna really run into a problem with that because you know that kid is gonna start <laughs> emulating cowboys' speech patterns. <laughs> yeah, he he does, doesn't he? I mean, kind of. Well, we actually, we're going to see him. Oh, no, he, we already saw that scene. Real hoity-toity. Yeah. Yeah, and he already was like, yeah, real hoity-toity. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yep. So there you go. Well, those are all my notes for this week. God, I did it again. (laughs) (laughs) Those are all your notes for this week. Got it, got it, got it. Those are all my notes for today. Okay. So if you don't have anything else. Let's do social media. Okay. We have a Twitter page for this show, which is at Newsies Minute. And we also have individual Twitter accounts. I am at Unabashed James. And I'm at Unabashedly Aaron. We have, I was a little surprised right there when you said your handle instead of mine, because last time mine was first. <laughs> so I had, a, a, like, before I spoke, I had a moment where I was like, wait, what did he say? What am I saying? I don't understand. We also have a Patreon page, which is at patreon.com slash Aaron and James. If you want to come support our show financially, we'd love if you did. And there are some rewards involved if you do. Yes. Thank you again to the Scavengers Network for having us. Yes. And until tomorrow. Soak him for Crutchy. Because he sure needs it. Oh. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.